0: Hi everyone and welcome to Where We Are with Nina Zoe Porter, your breakdown of all the key events in the world from the past seven days all in one bite-sized podcast. For today's episode, here's what happened in the world this week. The Taliban in Afghanistan say they have captured a prison in the northern province of Djurjan and freed all of the prisoners. Videos on social media show hundreds of inmates leaving the prison in the city of Sherbagan on Saturday after the insurgents launched an attack. The Taliban have taken control of the city, making it the second regional capital to fool to the militants. This is a major blow to security forces as battles escalate across the country. The Taliban first took control of the governor's compound on Friday during intense fighting before it was retaken by Afghan security forces. Local media reports that 150 people travelled to the city to help Afghan forces fight the Taliban. However, the region's council chief, Babur Eshi, told the BBC the militants were now in control of the whole city except an army base where fighting was still going on. Their links to drugs, to smuggling, to robbing of our natural resources, is unprecedented. And those who encourage and participate with them, of course, are the beneficiaries. Therefore, this is not a civil war, but a war of criminalized and terrorist networks fought on the back of Afghans. Violence is also raging in other parts of the country, as the Taliban continue to make rapid advances, displacing thousands of civilians. The city of Zarani in Nimroz province was the first regional capital to fall to the insurgents on Friday. Other provincial capitals under pressure include Herat in the west and the southern cities of Kandahar and Lashkoga. And next. Iran's new president, Ebrahim Rassi, is to be sworn into office following his election victory in June. Mr Rassi is a hardline cleric, succeeds Hassan Rouhani, seen in the West as a relative moderate. It comes at a time of growing challenges for Iran, whose economy has been crippled by US-led sanctions. There are also heightened tensions with foreign powers who have blamed Iran for a deadly drone attack on a tanker near Oman last week, which Iran has denied. Tensions with the US have soared since 2018, when then-President Donald Trump pulled out of a multilateral deal over Iran's nuclear programme and restored sanctions. On Tuesday, Mr Raisi promised his new government would try to lift oppressive sanctions but would quote, not tie the nation's standard of living to the will of foreigners. The battered economy has led to growing discontent among ordinary Iranians who have seen a sharp rise in the cost of living. Iran has also blamed US sanctions for an acute shortage of medicines. Ibrahim Raisi has been previously criticised as the former judiciary chief over his human rights record. Campaign groups have accused him of involvement in the executions of thousands of political prisoners in 1988 the US imposed sanctions on Raisi in 2019 for alleged human rights abuses. Now, protesters are calling the Biden administration to bar him from America. He killed more than 1,500 protesters and he is in charge of this massacre. massacre. And that is why we want Biden's administration to bar him. And finally. What you're telling me bears no relation to what I've seen. What you, the document, so-called document you're talking about is pure fabrications. According to a new study, a network of more than 350 fake social media profiles are pushing pro-China narratives and attempting to discredit those seen as opponents of the Chinese government. The report by the Centre for Information Resilience suggests that the aim is to delegitimize the West and boost China's influence and image overseas. The study found that the network of fake profiles circulated cartoons depicting, among other things, exile Chinese tycoon Guo Wengui, an outspoken critic of China. Other controversial figures featured in the cartoons included whistleblower scientist Li Menyang and Steve Bannon, former political strategist for Donald Trump. Each of these individuals has themselves been accused of spreading disinformation, including false information about COVID-19. Some of the accounts spread across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube use fake AI-generated profile pictures, while others appear to have been hijacked after previously posting in other languages. There is no concrete evidence that the networks is linked to the Chinese government, but according to the CIR, a non-profit group which works to counter disinformation, It resembles pro-China networks previously taken down by Twitter and Facebook. This is from uh, Twitter safety, uh, or from Twitter, and it's a safety official statement. Um, These accounts were deliberately and specifically attempting to sow political discord in Hong Kong, including undermining the legitimacy and political positions of the protest movement on the ground. Based on our uh, intensive investigations, we have reliable evidence to support that this is a coordinated, state-backed operation. These networks amplify pro-China narratives similar to those promoted by Chinese state representatives and state media. Much of the content shared by the network focuses on the US and in particular, the divisive issues like gun laws and race politics. Networks are now working hard to identify the fake stories to prevent misinformation. So you're all caught up. That's where we are in the world this week. Be sure to listen next week to stay up to date on the latest news around the world. Search Where We Are with Nina Porter on all podcast platforms and subscribe today to get new episodes first. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission?